Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about a TV franchise that finds creative new ways for people to emotionally destroy each other every year. This season on The Bachelor, with Zach as the bland, well-meaning lead, the show clearly hoped to hit the reset button so hard, it sent us all the way back to 2013 with our good friend, Sean. And it sort of worked. In a way, parts of it did. Uh, But I gotta say, the human wreckage was just about as brutal as ever. (laughs) That seems to be a consistency that The Bachelor cannot tear themselves away from. So before we get into the finale recap, just want to let you know what's coming up on Love to See It. And also wanted to remind any Love is Blind fans out there that the fourth season has begun on Netflix. And we are recapping that over on our newsletter podcast, Rich Text. So you can find those recaps at clarendemma.substack.com. And of course, with the hiatus coming up for The Bachelor, we are so excited to get back into our rom-com rewatches series. So stay tuned after these recaps wrap up. Next week, we're going to have news and gossip, and then we're going to start doing some little rom-com rewatches with a little spring fling theme. So stay tuned. We got some really good movies coming up to talk about. All right, let's dive in. We have three hours of content to get through. This, this sort of hybrid finale after the final rose special that they now do every season, I'm just kind of over it. Like, is that just me? I'm like, it's a live show. It's not a live show. It's a live show. It's not a live show. But we've been saying this for years. Uh, I miss what they used to do. Just show us the finale yeah. and then give us a live AFR hour. Like, yeah. I, I hate this. I hate it. We. It's not cohesive. It leaves you feeling emotionally drained 
at the end, you don't get to enjoy the proposal because it comes right after like maximum human wreckage. Yeah. I just, I hate it. Yeah. I, I find it very like disorienting and like they really think they're doing something with it. And I'm like, there's a reason no other show does it this way. So let's get started. Jesse Palmer welcomes us to the live finale stage. And this was like a really awkward, sad moment. Uh, There was this horrifying shooting in Nashville at a school uh, Monday. And so he starts by kind of acknowledging that and extending heartfelt condolences to the victims and their families and to Nashville. And then without like pausing to even take a breath, he's like, okay, back to the th- enthusiastic talk about so the bachelor. Weird. It like, felt very apocalyptic. It really did. It was like, it did feel very like Hunger Games on the stage. Yeah. Not even a breath. Where they're of like silence. introducing the tributes. Yeah. Yeah, I get that they have time quotas to fill, which became even more important later in the episode. But I was like, if you can't fit a moment of silence after that sentence in, you almost have to leave it out. Like, it feels more uncomfortable to be like, this has now become this perfunctory thing. Yeah, that you just squeeze into half a sentence. So, on that grim note, let's get started. We're about to find out if Zach will be the first Bachelor to get engaged since Peter Weber. I had forgotten how long it had been, so thanks for the reminder. I love that they were like, we've got to remind them exactly how long it's been since a Bachelor got engaged. And also, we all remember that Pilot Pete's season was a disaster. It was a huge mess. I mean, when's the last time that a Bachelor got engaged at the end of the season and it also wasn't a huge mess? Nick? Mm Mm-mm. Ari? Yeah. I'm losing track, but it was like... I guess Ari like, was, was a mess, but at least sort of a controlled one that, that they were settled it and happy by less, the time they came out Yeah, on stage. it ended less messy than it yeah. started, in, in a sense. Like, the Peter thing just kept getting messier for, like, two years. <laughs> so, this is what they have to offer us that's new. It's like, once again, engagements are back in fashion on The Bachelor. And also, there's going to be an exclusive sneak peek of Charity's Night One. So... That's also never been done before. But first, out comes Ariel in a stunning white dress. It has like a long scarf detail trailing down her back. I loved it. Her hair is half up, half down, waves, the like side bang. It's gorgeous. Just the whole look is gorgeous. It's Ariel in a dress. I I just imagine her coming out of the dressing room and I start crying like it's say yes to the dress. It's so perfect. (laughs) She looks very composed. And this is her sit down, of course, because she was sent home after fantasy suites. And Jessie asks her just how meaningful her connection with Zach was. And she's like, very. I hadn't introduced anyone to my family in three years. Like, I took our relationship very seriously. And Jesse praises her composure, which I think we've all noticed is almost superhuman <laughs> by the end of the season. <laughs> and he's like, did you say everything you wanted to say to Zach during that breakup conversation? And she says, no, you never really do. But what I was focused on was displaying gratitude for what we shared. And the other emotions didn't really hit me until after I said goodbye. With that out of the way, it's time to talk about Sexgate which we're going to treat uh, just like Jesse with the utmost respect. 
throughout this entire yeah, Jesse, show. No one has more respect for the privacy of everyone involved than Jesse Palmer. Jesse and ABC. So yeah. she actually says that when Zach brought up his sex ban, his sex parameter, she was on the same page, which we never really see her express um, in the in the episode. And she says, you know, I wasn't actually ready for sex while other women were still involved, but I wish that he had brought it up to me later when we could discuss privately as a couple. Same, Ariel. I also <laughs> wish that he had brought it up to you later in private. Zach wishes that too. I think yeah. everyone wishes that it happened everyone except wishes. for production who are just <laughs> filled with glee by how this all went down. Ariel admits that she did not know about Gabby at any point until like it aired. Like she found out with America. She's like, I'm really hurt that that's how I found out about Gabby and the, what happened with his like sex ban. I'm hurt by how he handled that whole week. I'm hurt that secret was kept from me after we shared so much intimacy. And he's like going around telling everyone else and not me. Like I'm irrelevant. Like it was really hurtful. And on that note, here comes Zach to face the music for the first of several times. It's going to be a real long, long night for Zach and Snack. This is a sort of classic uh, Bachelor finale where you have to go through a gauntlet of women like slapping you with gloves before you get to the end and you emerge triumphant with your lady love. (laughs) They hug. She's like, it's good to see you. You must have just come off a 30-minute shower scene. Like always, I like that she always in- injects the little jokes. She's it's like very refreshing. Is, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna still be me and make the joke even in this moment. And she tells him directly that it was very difficult to find out that he wasn't honest with her. She says that what they were in was a, an open relationship. She's like, I agreed to be in this open relationship with you and abide by I certain parameters. This. And I loved this. This is this is like the first overt acknowledgement that we've gotten that this show that purports to be this like stalwart of straight monogamy is actually a little bit poly. A little bit poly, poly curious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a little poly curious. It's, it's going open, through. Its poly it is phase. an open relationship. It is. Yeah. It is, and it is like. What she's saying is that the show's structure provides an open relationship with certain parameters. And what keeps you kind of sane is believing that you have all the information, that you're like on the same page about what those parameters are. And so I think that was a great way to describe it. And it really made sense to me about why she would feel so crappy about the fact that she was left in the dark. And that's what happened with Katie, too. It's like, you're in this open relationship that was don't ask, don't tell style. Like, you're not going to tell me about your dates with the other women. I know they're happening, and I've agreed to that. But that's that's separate. And suddenly he came home from one of the dates and was like, let me tell you what went down. We had the (laughs) hottest date. I'm so sorry, but it was so sexy. And you're like, look, this works for some people, (laughs) but that's not the kind of open relationship we've all agreed to be in. I didn't think I was signing up for this level of blow-by-blow about your other encounters. 
So, and I love that she brought this up on the live finale because I don't think that they would ever leave that in the edit. They don't no. like to have it. She even at. says, like, let's call it what it is. Yeah. Let's name it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to call it a journey. I'm not going to call it an adventure. <laughs> it's an open relationship with a time limit. And she says, you know, we agreed on this parameter. When the parameters change, I should be the first to know. And I didn't ever find out because you didn't tell me. There was ample time for you to tell me. You told the other women. You told, like, Jesse. And it really denigrated this relationship that I thought we had that was very honest and open. Huge applause. Also, a million tweets about how Zach doesn't understand any of these words, which I'm sure he does. <laughs> I think, but I we think rarely see so someone stupid. come in with, like, a monologue that tight and that articulate in this context. I know. I, was, she was I really was thinking, when is the last time we heard the word denigrated on this show, if ever? Yeah, it doesn't come up a lot. And even something like parameter, you know? It yeah. just, she's, <laughs> she's dropping the jargon. But Zach, I think, is flustered, if not by the vocabulary, possibly the vocabulary, certainly by having this very well-articulated, very harsh uh, accusation leveled at him in this moment on live on stage. He gathers himself. He's like, you're right. I should have probably told you first. But I guess I just decided I needed to focus on what I could at the time and like the date I had coming up. And I do owe you an apology for not telling you. This is a terrible explanation, by the way, for why he didn't tell her. Like, I just figured... <laughs> You're in the rear view mirror now. <laughs> have time for that. <laughs> I, uh, it's so tough because, like, I'm sympathetic to the idea of, like, don't reveal all of this at all. And Ariel will need to find out at some point so that she's not feeling lied to by the fact that you went back on this. But, like, <laughs> she didn't, you didn't tell her at all. <laughs> like, You've had months, actually. You could have DM'd her. I, I'm like, I know. So sorry. Really, exactly. It feels like there should have at least been yeah. some way to resolve this. It's just like everyone ended up feeling crappy yeah. because of how this went down. Everyone ended up feeling yeah. it to varying degrees. Like yeah. their trust was was violated and it just sucks. And Ariel and Gabby don't even have anything to hold on to at the end of it. Right. They don't so, have a relationship and they're also, neither of them are the Bachelorette. Not the so. Bachelorette. Ariel does not seem super moved by his initial apology. She's no. like, well, I deserved more <laughs> and so did the other women than the way you handled everything. By taking sex off the table, you made the week about sex and it didn't need to be like that. And Zach is like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. right. I intended to make it less complicated, but I made it more complicated. I'm very regretful. And he's like, you know, I just made it an executive decision, and it shouldn't have been that. And Ariel says, yeah, you know what? You took away my agency that night by coming to me with that decision pre-made. It didn't work as a conversation between a couple. And if we'd had that conversation, you would have learned that I felt the same. I think this was a really important point to bring up. And I love that she, that I, she said you know, it. I felt complicated about this. Because I think it is everyone's right 
to just be like, upfront, I have a boundary that I don't want to have sex. I don't think that needs to be a conversation. You know what? That's true. And yet I also understand what she's saying, that it was like he was arriving to each woman with this, like, packaged edict that they don't get to have a conversation about. I think what struck me about this, I feel like it's always like the TV piece that is going unsaid and yet is the Mm. most important thing in this. Like, it's not an edict if you are having a private conversation and someone says, I'm not ready to have sex. I'm taking sex off of the table. I'm making that decision. But because it's on TV, the way that it airs is Ariel is sitting there desperate to bone him. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, you can't do that. You can't have sex. And it, it's not, it's not a, a natural conversation. And I don't think that he necessarily like Intended that. Like, intended to, and I don't think he intended to like take away her agency, but I think to me that is like what she was getting at. Is yeah. that because they're on TV and he delivered this pronouncement that was the tone of the whole week, the whole episode, and their whole date was then centered around what he felt about sex. Right. And, and she and that had no place. He, she in wasn't it. going to get to do the thing that it's implied she must have. Wanted, wanted to. Yeah, no, right. I think that's a really good point. It's almost in the delivery. I don't think there's anything wrong with the lead. No. Going to the women and being anything... like, I don't want to have sex. But like, I think Absolutely that, not. yeah, there's something very different about approaching it as like, a lot of people think that this night is about sex. Like, how do you feel about about where we're at there? And then there's always space for you to be like, I don't think I feel comfortable I'm not going to feel comfortable with that at this point. I just want to explore our relationship in other ways. And instead of, yeah, just like laying it down, like before you even bring it up, stop trying to climb on my boner. It's not going to happen, lady. <laughs> and I don't think that's out. like how Zach meant no, it he necessarily. Just, like, he but... was just prepped up and like ready to go. And it was right. the wrong move in the end. And yeah. now we all know, and I'm sure no bachelor will ever fuck up in any way ever again. Oh God, they'll find new and creative ways. Always, always, always. Um, but Zach agrees with her. And then Ariel's like, you know, I'm most hurt that you never told me the truth. Even after this went down, I get that stuff happens. But like, you never told me if you're a person that prides yourself on your word and integrity, I think you should have lived up to that. Which I don't think I would ever recover from if Ariel said that to me, but I would just cry. (laughs) She's like, look, I don't want to drag you through the mud. I just hope you learn from this experience. And he's like, yes. Absolutely. By the end, he's just like, yes, yes, you're right. He came prepared to just eat crow and just say yes to everything that he said. And he's like, look, I messed up. PR move as well as in many ways, correct? Probably. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. He says, "I, I wish, I wish I could have, I wish I could make this better. But he knows he can't undo what he did. But he really hammers home how much he respects her. And I think that this means something to Ariel. She's like said her piece. And she says, look, I don't want to reduce our whole relationship just to these like negative moments. You really did help me open up. I'm really ready for a new relationship now. We went to Estonia. Who knew where that was on a map? Yeah, now she knows where Estonia is because of Zach. Because Zach Zach wanted to take her her to Estonia. (laughs) And she ends by saying that she's grateful for everything that they shared, except for the really terrible stuff and also for his apology. And she's like, that must be, this must be very stressful for you. So thank you for 
having this that conversation. That was a really empathetic moment where she's like, look, I said what I said. I That's important for me to say what I said, but this also, yeah. I acknowledge that this is like a really rough night. <laughs> she's like, I'm not going to not say it, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> and on that oh. note, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with the beginning of Zach's final week in Thailand. Can you keep up? I like love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful and so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an Article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first Article piece of furniture recently our new couch and my husband and I are both constantly just like how did we live before this couch this is such an improvement over what we had before it's so comfortable it just seems to get more comfortable every day I mean it's the couch you dream of 
And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we are back. And we are back in Thailand, no longer on the live stage with Jesse Palmer. Thank goodness. And Zach is falling in love with two women who are both a little concerned about him right now. Yeah, I would say on a scale of between questioning things and pissed, they are somewhere in there. He takes an outdoor shower to center himself. Well, you you must. To purify himself. And they pull back into a full body shot so that we can see he's in his swim trunks. I was like, what are they doing with these shots? Are we supposed to think he's showering? Are they making fun of it with the swim trunks? Or are they just like, look, he's showering off in his swim trunks, as you do. <laughs> I, I don't know. They're, they got to make, they got to mix it up. They got to make them different. They're like, this is family week. He's not <laughs> naked, please. His family is nearby. Don't, he don't would worry, never. Zach's mom and sisters. Zach never is <laughs> naked, even in the shower. <laughs> his family is indeed here to help him with his final decision. And he greets them. It's his dad and his mom and his two sisters. He tells them how hard overnight's week was. And they basically just stick their fingers in their ears and go, la, 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 la. Don't tell us. We don't want to hear anything. No details, no details, no details. He's like, without going into details, I made a decision about what happens during overnight that I thought would help. (laughs) It did not. (laughs) He's like, it bit me in the ass, actually. Yeah, I hope that they're all dealing okay with watching these episodes. Um, He tells them that they will be meeting Gabby first. And her defining quality as a partner is that she's just so sure about them. She's so confident about their relationship. And I'm like, well, first of all, Zach, she's not right now, especially. And also, that is the thing you say about the runner-up. Yeah. She's still here because she's so sure about me. Yeah, it's not about her. That's not about her, babe. Yeah, it's not about her. I mean, we've seen this coming for a while, but it's it's just so hard to watch. So hard to watch Gabby's storyline this entire episode. Meanwhile, Gabby is, of course, still reeling from him expressing so much regret during the rose ceremony about having sex with her. And he had said to her that he had no regrets about it. But she says, quote, it feels like there's some regret there. And yeah, she's like, I need to does. have a conversation with Zach before I meet his family or else I don't want to meet his family. She's got to be so confused. She's like, he stood up there and basically was like, that was a huge mistake. I'm full of regret. And then he didn't send her home. And she's got to be like, why am I here? Like, he's not feeling good about things, but he didn't and send as we me learn, home. It's confusing because she doesn't actually know who knows what. Yeah. 
It brings back the Claire thing to me again, where it's like the incident happens. The woman is made to feel ashamed for having like tempted the lead, but then she stays and it's like, well, maybe he just succumbed because he's just so into her and she's the one he's going to choose. And then on the final day on proposal day, she gets the rug whipped out from under her. Right. Uh, It really brings it back. So, they meet up. They're matching in navy. He's in a linen button-down. She's in a satin mini dress that I thought was just perfect for her. It's really And cute. she tells him they need to talk before seeing his family. She's like, I feel like I committed a crime. Oh. And so they sit down, and she says, I've heard a lot of negatives from you about what happened, like, during the rose ceremony. I want to make sure they're not associated with me because the last thing I want is to be the reason that you feel pain. This is so delicately worded. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I was almost like, yeah, it's hard to even broach this because what she's really saying is like, are you mad at me? But that doesn't sound like a mature thing to say. So you have to be like, I don't want to be the reason that you're feeling pain. So why are you acting like you're mad at me? Yeah. Can you give me some insight? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm. It's the only regret is that I made this rule this week and came into the week that way and it just messed everything up. It has nothing to do with us. And Gabby's just like looking at him silently unconvinced. And he's like, no, it's nothing to do with us, really. He's like, does it's- that make sense? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally she says, I feel like I'm the reason you're feeling all this disappointment in yourself. I'm feeling very guilty. I feel like I was the accessory in a crime. She brings up the scarlet letter again. She's like, do you regret the decision you made with me? And he says, no, not at all. That was huge for us. I wouldn't take anything back. You opened my eyes. In my heart, it's love. I want you to know that. The creative ways he has found around not saying saying I love love you you to these women, (laughs) it's starting to piss me off. I'm like, you know what they're going to think if you keep saying things like, it's love in my heart. and. I have fallen in love with you. Like, these things are not really that meaningfully dissimilar from I love you. No, no, not at all. Uh, he's, But he's like, I have to pull out all the stops. I was glad to see that he really definitively was like, no, I don't regret this decision. I don't want you to feel ashamed. Like, I was really grateful that he made that very clear. It's just, like, so shitty to watch Gabby... Yeah. And she says she felt like she was had committed a crime. Yeah. It's just so indicative of the way that we make women in this culture feel responsible for regulating men's sexuality. Like they right. are always the temptress, the reason that that the man succumbed. Like even and, if he was like I want us I want us to do this, it's still your right. job to make sure that he doesn't because right. Obviously, it can't be his responsibility. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. And, and it's I hard don't even because think we that don't that's even know he... exactly what happened between them. So it's hard to know exactly what the dynamic was. And certainly, he's not trying to overtly pin blame on her. But just the way no, it has all unfolded has... Right. I don't think he's trying to make her feel ashamed at all. And I don't think he does feel like she should take that on. But I think it the fact that she is is just indicative of 
both the structure of this show and the larger cultural narrative yeah. that like and the lack she of, would assume I mean, responsibility. Yeah. Kind of. I do think there's a lack of consideration on his part that naturally yes. she would take that on once he makes it publicly clear that he is consumed like a public declaration of, of what regret. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how could you? Yeah. It, it seems And as she at, says at later, it's like to part. whose to whose benefit was that? Only Katie's. Yeah. Yeah, no. Because oh, Ariel we'll didn't even know what was happening. We'll get to that. So, and the audience, again, the TV part yeah. is unsaid. Um, so she is finally reassured by this. They kiss. Good vibes are restored. And so Gabby and Zach head off to meet the shell crosses. She's able to deliver her giant bouquet of flowers, according to tradition. She tells them that her mom met her dad's parents on the first date. And also that they got engaged after a month. Then they were engaged for six years. But nevertheless, that is actually how many bachelor couples do it too. <laughs> so yeah. Look at JoJo and Jordan. Yeah. And they're just like thrilled to hear this. Gabby is like, I'm such a family person. Family's so important. She's talking to Zach's dad at this point. And she says, Thank God you guys are normal. <laughs> I'm so charming. <laughs> Haha. Ha. Th- there was such a huge emphasis in these two dates on like having a normal family, which means like two heterosexual married parents who have been together for decades. And do our families both share that structure? If not, like, is that okay? Like, if yes, how amazing is that? Like, that's, like, the whole basis of both of these family meetings in different ways. Yeah. And uh, his dad tells Gabby that his marriage isn't based on having a great time, but on having a horrible time. For example, when Zach was born and he was so sick that he had to sign paperwork to have a coroner's report done because he was expected to not make it. Which and we, this is something that yeah. Zach talked about early in the season, mm-hmm. but with another woman, most yeah. of the women still d- don't know that this happened. And it yeah. is it is interesting to hear it from his parents' perspective because I think even at the time we were like, this must have been so traumatic for his parents. Yeah, Zach, and even later talks about it as like, well, yeah, I, I didn't really even understand that this happened until I was much older. Yeah. But for his parents, it seems like they they it's very present for them. They're like, this is our child that we almost lost, that we thought was yeah. never going to be here. And now here we are in Thailand, and he's introducing us to two beautiful women. And he talks about how, you know, going through these experiences together strengthened their marriage. And Gabby is like, wow, th- I'm so glad Zach is alive. And also that Zach and I can do that, too, and be supportive of each other in hard times. And she's, like, very struck by by the fact that Zach almost died as a, as a baby and is, like, it's a miracle that he's even here. Zach and his mom also note that Gabby has similar family beliefs to them. And she says she just wants him to be happy with a best friend. So I think we're we really get a start this. to get a sense of of where Zach got his best friend obsession from because both of his parents bring this up like yeah. multiple times. People talk about like how insulting it is that's like oh your partner is your best friend. What about your actual best friend? I think that more and more people just think of best friend as a category that can contain up to twenty people. Like <laughs> people are not that specific. But this is my husband. He's my best friend, and here's my. 14 other best friends from various life stages, and they're all my best friends. 
And she just wants one of those best friends to be his wife. Zach's sisters talk to Gabby, and one of them explains that Zach is a giver, and he focuses so much on making other people happy that he forgets to fill his own cup. And so she's very protective. And she gets emotional, and she says, I want Zach to be someone who's also giving and who can be there for him when he isn't 100% Zach. And Gabby is very touched by this. She's like, I feel so strongly for Zach and meeting his family and just makes it stronger. And I'm just like touched by how much you love him. And the sisters are like beaming at that. Like all the sisters want to hear is, I love meeting you guys. Zach's family is amazing. Which is how I, I would want Zach. to feel too. I, that's how oh, I would Oh yeah, feel too. I'd be like, praise me, make me feel secure. You're gonna be my sister-in-law. Like, I want to know how Thanksgiving is gonna be. Yeah, are honestly, you in my? Fan that's club? important. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it goes really well. I think afterwards, yeah. Gabby raves about the family. The family loved her. She clearly fits right in. And Gabby tells Zach that while she was talking to his sisters, she realized that she is in love with him. And Zach says, come here. And then he kisses her. He's like, you have no idea how good that makes me feel to hear that. Oh, so good. They kiss. sweeps her into the Suburban. Gabby's glowing. She's back on board. All it takes is to meet Zach's very nice family. And the ladies are just like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) They do seem very nice. They do seem very, very nice. I'm sure it, it probably also gives a little bit of like when when his sister was talking about how he's such a giver and he's so focused on making other people happy that you can be like, well, maybe things went badly the other day, but like that's his that's not his real character. His real character yeah. is that he's going to try to make me happy forever. Next up, Katie, she's drinking some tea on her balcony, contemplating Pensive. what happened during sex week and also Zach might be falling in love with Gabby. Yeah, she's like, if he did that with Gabby, he's probably falling in love with Gabby. Gotta be real about that. So she's like, I gotta be careful with my heart at this point, because obviously, because of what all of the men in my life have done. So rough. I'm not laughing at that. It's just like, Lord. He's ended up with this final two who, I love both of them. I think Katie and Gabby are both such lovely people, and... Two people who have been left with, like, some really serious insecurities by how men have treated them in the past. And this seems like the most triggering possible environment for them. No, That's the thing. You look at these two women and you're just like, this is going to do some damage no matter how it yeah. plays out. Like, even in the best of circumstances, it probably would have. And then yeah. it got really, really messy. I think if I were either of them... It would be really hard for me, even if I won, to get over the insecurities that were triggered by being in that situation with my partner, even if he ultimately picked me. Well, that's the thing about so many of the couples that come off of this show is like so much damage has been done. I mean, when we were having our conversation with Clayton recently, like just him talking about kind of the irreversible damage done to his relationship with Susie basically before they had begun. Yeah. And I think that a lot of couples who come off of this show face some of that, which is probably why a lot of them end up breaking up. Yeah. And and these two women seem particularly 
vulnerable to that because of their their history. So it's time for Katie to meet the family. Also in a navy mini dress. I think it's actually a romper, but it looks like a dress. I saw some check I saw, style I saw, spotter. I saw a culotte element when she sat down. Um, and so she also brings a giant bouquet of flowers. She meets the family. Zach's mom immediately likes their energy together. It is a romper. Just confirming, nice. it is a romper. I knew it. Good job, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't stop this eye. Uh, so Katie sits down with Zach's mom, who asks Katie about their relationship and kind of the challenges of this final week. And she's like, it must be hard, especially as a female. This is the first of many points during this date when Katie just starts to cry. She begins to choke up. I really related to her. I was like, I, I too just start crying just at any moment of strong emotion. Oh, she must. I, I can't. I, it seems clear that she's also just like on a knife's edge already. Yeah, she's, she's so, so stressed and keyed up and emotional. The emotions are all right there. So anything that like pushes right. her even a drop up, like right. the tears any just start of, to spill out. Exactly. It's like any yeah. moment of compassion from his family or any question that brings it out. It's just like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's right there. Also, I felt for Katie here because clearly some combination of sitting in the hot Thai sun and the nerves, like her upper lip is just so sweaty. Another <laughs> relatable like, moment. So relatable. Um, and I love it because normally the women always look like they don't have any pores or sweat at all. And it's just not real. Yeah, I need representation as a yes. person that sweats a lot. <laughs> Extremely sweaty women were real too. And... Afterwards, she talks to his sisters who ask what she would do if things didn't work out with Zach. And she says it would be heartbreaking. And she chokes up again and starts to cry a little bit. She's like, I didn't think I could find someone so amazing. I just want him to find his person and be happy. And, you know, I'd love to be part of your family. Again, they're very touched. They're like, aw, you want to be in our family? All of Zach's family members are so compassionate towards Katie when she starts to choke up and... You can tell that they're very sweet people. And I also think that it really endears her to them. Yeah, they can tell she really cares. I think that they've liked both of the women a lot. We don't see the conversation where they're like, oh, well, clearly Gabby's your person or whatever. No, they, they don't they express like an opinion either way. But I think that they they do see in Katie's emotion that she's really invested and who wouldn't want that for their child. So then she talks to his dad and she tells his dad that she just like admires what they have and she's like Zach has always looked up to your marriage and this marriage that you like this that's so solid that you've built through all these years like Zach really looks up to that and I haven't really had anything like that to look up to and she gets emotional and he's very reassuring in this moment He's like, you know, I wasn't raised with a father I could model myself on, but the lack of having that turned out to be my greatest strength. And I was like, thank God for like one single moment in this episode where someone is like, even if your parents haven't been married for 50 years, you could still be really a good partner for someone. Yeah, you could really bring a lot to this relationship. <laughs> yeah. And like, no, Katie, I, I did appreciate this. Katie did this have moment. a very, like, she knows what, like, she has a wonderful family, you know? Like, that's the yeah. thing. 
she's been let down by men a lot, but she has this wonderful, committed mom. She has this close-knit relationship with her brother. And her extended family, it seems. Yeah. And right? so there like is... met her aunt, her yeah. grandma. So there is this way in which I hated how, with Gabby, it was treated as sort of this merger between two solid families. Like, I'm from a solid family. You're a solid family. Like, this is something we have in common. And with... Katie, it's almost like she's like a supplicant. She's like, you're a solid family. Like, I've always wanted to be in one of those. Like, can I join? And they're like, "Mm, we'll think about it. But in reality, like, who wouldn't want to be connected, like, to Katie's family? They're lovely. It's just that it doesn't look like the family that we expect everyone to have in this, you know, in this society. Because I do understand that, like, it's hard, like, when you marry someone, you are connected to their family. And sometimes that can mean marrying into a situation that is a lot. But, like, Katie's family is so lovely. But it's just that her mom has not been married to her dad for decades. Right. Like, truly, who who gives a fuck? Not me. I'm sorry. Like, me. <laughs> but it seems like they actually don't care. It's just this, you no, know, I don't think they insecurity. care at all. I think it's it's an overall attitude of the culture and of the show more than yeah. Zach's actual family. Like they seemed to with open arms accept both Gabby and Katie. They seem like very loving people. And I actually felt I felt like it was even kind of more natural with Katie in a way. Like yeah. it, I I just got the sense. I mean, I've been getting the sense from all of Zach's interactions with Katie that she was the one for weeks and I felt like this meeting of the family kind of gave me the same feeling ultimately, even though Gabby's meeting went so well too. Yeah. It just seems like she's, she fits right in and she says that she could see Zach's dad being a dad to her. And she tells his dad that she's very in love with Zach, which we haven't heard her say to Zach yet. But as soon as this family meeting is over, She tells him. She tells him. She's like, I'm so in love with you. She gets choked up again. They kiss with lots of tongue. There's a lot of tongue, and they're really, like, zooming in. Yeah. Like, zooming right in on the two mouths. They're doing a a, (laughs) We could do a zoomed-out shot. They're like, we want you to catch every moment where their tongues sort of lick each other. (laughs) Oh, God, Claire's. I'm sorry. It's too early like, in the morning for that visual. <laughs> I'm so happy for them, and kissing doesn't always look, you know, as fun as it is. I mean, but I would rather die than see myself kissing. I definitely don't think I would want to see video of my tongue licking another no. person's tongue like that. So I'm so sorry to Katie and Zach that that was captured. Um, I'm very happy uh, for them that they have reached this final stage in their falling in love journey. And up next, it's going to be Last Chance Dates. With that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the first of the Last Chance Dates. Can you keep up? I like love it. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, 
keto, vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we are back. And first up is Katie. Zach meets Katie in a Thai rainforest. She looks so breezy. She's wearing like flowy white pants and sandals. He's in a bright blue and pink floral shirt. And they're going on a hike. I will say Katie is not really dressed for a hike. I'm sorry. Katie is not dressed for a hike at all. She is wearing like down to the ground flowy white pants and flip-flops. Did no one tell her to wear hiking <laughs> appropriate not. footwear? Did she miss a memo? Like, normally I feel like they make sure that they are in roughly the right kind of outfit. This just felt mean to watch her clambering over rocks <laughs> and streams in her cute little, like, dress flip-flops. They wanted Very her rude. to twist an ankle. 
And Katie is reflecting on how hard she's going to take it if it's not her. She's like, I feel like if after this it isn't me, I'm just going to have this steel heart. So they're set up for for a good time here. They make out in the trees. She's like, I just want to focus on soaking up every moment with Zach. Soft fade to the night date. Zach and Katie are chilling on the couch in her suite with wine. And Zach is trying to sort of draw her out on how she's feeling. He's like, I know it's heavy. What's around the corner? It's natural to feel stress about the situation. And Katie says, it's tough. It's going to be a really hard decision for you. I've gotten to know Gabby. She's an unreal girl. I obviously don't need to tell you that. They love each other so much. Oh my God, they're like best friends. It's so sweet. And it must be really hard and weird. Like almost reassuring to go to this point with the person you're closest with. And also, yeah, so hard and awkward. Yeah, I, I think that like in a way it must be reassuring to them to know that like, He's a solid guy and he like he knows the quality woman when he sees yeah. one. But also, yeah, it's like there's gonna be no joy in leaving her heartbroken. She's like, I know this is a hard position for you, but this has been very tough on me. And like last week felt like a big step back for us with what happened. And Zach is like, Oh, I hated seeing you feel that way. I wanted to just make it better. But you know what? It was something that we were able to overcome. And now we know that we can overcome things. <laughs> I'm like, We did it. Okay, like, <laughs> are you sure? Because she still seems to be expressing some negative feelings about it. And you're He's just like, like no, well, we handled we're good. it. It's in we the past. Did <laughs> Aren't you glad that we got over that thing I did to you? Katie says she didn't think she could ever open up her heart again, but he's worth it. And she says, I'm very crazy about you, crazy in love with you. I just hope I can be someone that makes you happy for the rest of my life. And Zach responds with a calm smile okay okay did his brain like short out like this is genuinely my question like i feel like something happened and he meant to do or say something else didn't hear what she had to say or just like couldn't think of a response that wasn't i love you too and this I is don't like, know. <laughs> it just went with okay. This is the first moment. I mean, it's crazy that this happened with Katie because I, it seems so clear to me at every point. He's so responsive to her normally when she says something about her feelings. This At this moment, I was like, this is giving me Katie's response to Greg telling her he's in love with her. Yeah. When he realizes that it's not him <laughs> because if she Katie just was less emotionally respond. stable, this would have gone very badly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm impressed that Katie did not completely spiral at this point. Because if I were in this position and the guy said okay to that, I would, I would be packing not my be bags. Well. I would not be well at all. She says it scares her to think of life without him. And he says, I know. And he's <laughs> like, I just don't want there to be any second guessing about an engagement. There's a lot of feelings and love at stake. And he's like, I'm just fully feeling my heart and processing this out given what happens later, I think it is very likely that Zach is feeling a lot of security about his decision at this point. And so he's like, it's all going to be ha- in a couple days. It's going to be, it's going to be over and and we'll be yeah. happy. And Katie seems really solid. She's in. So like, I don't have to convince her. And so he's kind of neglecting 
to try to reassure her that much because he's like, well, I'm going to pick her in a couple days, so it'll be fine. Yeah, he's like, in a couple days, it's going to be fine. And I'm like, you're responding to things like, it scares me to think of life without you by just being like, I know. (laughs) Is that sensitive? Is that a helpful response? (laughs) I know, you're obsessed with me. It's, listen, you don't have to tell me again. I got it. He He's just, like, done. <laughs> also, like, Katie is... Katie and Gabby are both, as we have discussed, kind of vulnerable to the situation emotionally. They handle it a little bit differently in that, like, when Gabby is feeling a big emotion, it tends to come out big because that's just the kind of personality she has. And Katie will just, like, quietly start to shut down by degrees and, like, leak tears and, like, get a little shaky. And he, like, doesn't notice that she's not coping with this. And as he leaves, she's, like bending over like she can't breathe like she is spiraling and he left her in this state i think not realizing that she was picking up on all those little dismissive comments and was freaking out in a quiet way and at this point when you're in the final two all you're doing is looking for little moments that give you a tell either way yeah but she's been so secure with him i don't think at this point he's like we made it past that one blip she's not going to just like leave so Which he's right. (laughs) Right. So it's like, what incentive does he have to make her feel better? (sighs) Uh, So it's time for Gabby's last chance date. We don't really know what is said or what sounds occur for the first (laughs) half of this date because someone biffed it. In Who's getting fired studio. at ABC? There's, There's just no zero, audio. zero audio as they get on some horses and I assume have some sort of conversation, but my subtitles just say no audio. It was hilarious. I, I was feel like, like everyone on the East? East Coast. I know. I think like everyone on the East Coast was like, is it just my TV? No, it was not. They yeah. finally realized someone made a big fuck up and they through to commercial and then we rejoin with audio on the beach with they audio can't go all the as, way back because it's a live special like what are they gonna do Run yeah over? they have limited time they have limited time so, so we they're like up- well that part wasn't important gabby and zach are riding horses along the beach if you've ever wondered if the beginning of of these elaborate dates are important they're not doesn't matter <laughs> so glad we recap them in detail So they get off their horses, finally. They make out in the water. Zach is just like, I love how quirky she is. And she's like, I feel like he gets me, and I get him. They're feeling so connected. And they settle down by the water under a little gazebo to talk. And she's like, I love your family. I didn't know you almost died when you were born. That was wild. It sounded really scary. Oh, oh, they brought that up? Oh, that (laughs) came up? It's like clearly a thing that... (laughs) (laughs) parents talk about a lot yeah uh which uh makes sense i'm sure it's made a deep impression on them zach uh says that it didn't click until he was mature enough to understand it and he came to understand he had a new lease on life and they're like yeah life is scary you could literally just shuffle off this mortal coil at any moment so you have to enjoy the little things it's true Gabby's like, I'm ready for us to start our lives together. You're a gem, seriously a gem. And then she says, and it scares me to not have you as my gem. And you can see her almost start to cry. She says, but I'll leave it at that. And they kiss. 
they cuddle up and she's like, how are you feeling? And this is what we were talking about before. She's looking for a tell. Yeah. She's looking for some reassurance. And he says, you know, it's the biggest decision of my life. And I'm nervous, but I'm also calm. And then he says, I know this is not what you want to hear, but I'm so torn. I don't know fully where I'm going to be in two days, but I feel so good that the right thing is going to happen. And And Gabby, this this is not what she wanted to hear. She just silently sits up. She swigs her champagne. It's clear that she's upset. And because she has been picking up vibes since the last rose ceremony. And this confirms what I think her gut has been telling her. That it's not going to be her. This is the weird thing is that I don't think that Zach says notably different things to Katie and Gabby. No. But because Gabby is already, like, I don't think it's me, when he says these, like, neutral things to her, she's like, well, he's not saying that it's me, so I'm I'm right. It's not me. I think that, like, to her, this very much understandably sounds like when you call home and your cat sitter is like, okay, so your cat got out, your cat's on the roof, but it's fine. We're going to try to get the cat back down. And you're like, okay, I'm sure it's fine. And then you call, they call the next day, and they're like, the cat's still up there, right? But we're going to get the fire department out here. And they're just like, they're just preparing you for day three when you find out that the cat died. You know, like, he's like, I'm torn. Like, I'm... Just so you know. Just so you know, I'm really torn. Like, I could go either way on this one. It's the lead up to the inevitable, like... I'm choosing the other person. Like he's almost like she, it almost sounds to her like he's preparing her for the bad news by letting her know that it might not be her because he's torn. I don't know. I think he's doing his best to keep it neutral, but she is just in such a bad headspace. Yeah, I think because of what happened earlier. Yeah. And she's, she's right just in not the end, in a place so to steal like, herself. Yeah. And yeah. she is right in the end. And I I just think that there is sometimes you can just pick up on feelings. You can pick up on little tells that like, I don't know, that give you a sense. Yeah. And and she's oh, it's just really she's hard. picking up on a lot of stuff that is, I think, very real. It's the same stuff we've been picking up on. And then there are these moments where he's trying to just be neutral that Rita's is much more weighted to her because of everything else she's picked up on. Right. So in her in the moment, she is freaking out. She's crying. She's like, I was doing fine until he said he had a tough decision. We'll make the fucking decision then. It was going great until then. I just think if Zach knew how he felt about me, he would say something. And I have a gut feeling. It's not me. I can see what's coming. I'm sick of self-doubt. When will I be enough? Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's like, he's not saying something to Katie either as far as we can tell. But he has been giving those, like, little tells, those little, like, nonverbal reassurances that she's There is a reason that Katie, although she's also spiraling, does feel some amount of security. And Gabby does not have any of that security to bolster her. Yeah. And that's hard. And that is part of just the game. That's part of the structure of the show. Yeah. But it sucks. And that night, Gabby is feeling a mix of emotions. She's yeah. like, I got so upset because I don't know where I stand. But she's she's like stealing herself. She feels a little bit better. So she's she's feeling a little better. 
she's trying to have a good last hour or so with Zach. And so they start out with a little joking around. Apparently he's never ridden horseback. These are things we might have found out about if the audio had been working. And she's like, you did really well for your first time. And he's like, yeah, I, I did my best. She's like, you were doing show tricks. We missed all of this. Nice to get a little glimpse of of their special time together. And then he asks how she's feeling. And she's like, oh, I felt so excited and in love after meeting your family because I'm so sure about you. But I, you know, I thought or hoped that your heart would lead you more one way or the other. And so it scares me. Like, I'm scared that I'm not the one. And just like Katie, she feels the need to be like, I know this is hard for you. But it's really scary for me, too. At this point, Zach says, you wouldn't be here if I didn't see a future with us. Yeah. And Gabby, understandably, is like, well, what do you need to make a decision? Like, we're at the moment, basically. Like, what is going to change in the next 12 hours, <laughs> right? Yeah. 24 hours, six hours. And Who knows like, how, this is just how, the exactly how of the much show. time. It's so right. cruel. They all have to go along with this fiction that it makes sense for him to not know until like the morning of the proposal. Yeah, it's absurd. It's absurd. It can't be true. We all know that that's bullshit. And contestants and... are getting more and more impatient over the years. And like, that's like, we see people leaving because they're like, I have this feeling that it's not me. We see people freaking out and spiraling and like demanding answers because they're like, you should definitely know by now. <laughs> they're losing control of this like last segment because it's not... It doesn't make sense to people's actual human brains that it works the way the show says it should work. Right. And it puts the lead in the position to be the manager of that, right? Like we talked about Zach's like manager vibes, but that is his role in a lot of ways. He has to manage these two women's emotions. He has to manage his place, like keep the team together, get them to the end of the quarter, like in one piece, essentially. Yeah. And it's just, it sucks. And it's not, superhuman it's not it's not logical yeah it doesn't make any emotional sense and yeah it puts a lot on the lead to stick to the format for the show by and to say a bunch of bullshit because what is yeah Yeah. what is he supposed to say exactly Um, yeah if if he's gonna stick to the format he can't really say anything so he's like i know it's not fair i wish i knew i'm trying so hard i'm trying so hard to figure this out he gets emotional and gabby's finally just like it's okay And he tells her, like, he's just trying to fully experience this this to the very end. He thinks that's the right way. Is it? He doesn't know, but he's doing his best. He's taking it seriously. And he tells her that he's falling in love with her again. In her in the moment, she's so emotional that she, like, can't even speak. She whispers, like, none of my fears were relieved. If he's falling in love, but his heart is in two places, that means he's also falling in love with Katie. And it's hard for him to have this this decision, but he leaves with the full heart and one of us leaves with the heart that's broken. Yep. And his in the moment, Zach is like, I don't take the word love lightly. That's why I use it all the time, but not in one specific sentence format. I'm saving that specific sentence for one person. He cries a little bit. He's like, I'm freaking out. My heart feels like it's being pulled in two directions. And this is the moment that The Bachelor was like, you know who we need to call in now to speak about this heart 
being pulled in two directions. <laughs> Zach's good friend, Sean. Yeah, let's do a little filler segment. This is the thing. This is where they could have made up a little time for that audio. And yeah, instead, like we didn't need Sean. And, I mean, I guess they're like, give we did us, fly Sean and Catherine could all the way out. You also have their segment and not have missed much. And they asked them each like three questions. <laughs> I was like, as like, much as I love it. Sean like, and Catherine, we Catherine's get it. Season. You're trying to model this season on Sean and Catherine. That is not also lost on every every time that Sean is on stage, I'm just like, man, you really can't teach charisma. You really can't format your way yeah. to charisma. Like Sean is funny and earnest at the same time, and like he pops on camera, and so does Catherine, and you're just like. He's just what they want to have every season, and it's actually but he's hard kind to of find. a unicorn. Well, yeah, I was texting our find. friend Kelsey last night. I was like, "This man is so blonde and so Christian, and yet he is so charming to me." That is very rare. That's so hard to find. It's yeah. so hard. I don't think that I would still be, be watching taught. The Bachelor if it weren't for that. Um, because he was one of my formative early seasons. Same. And yeah, managed to combine that thing where I was like, this is a stupid show built on stupid values that I want to critique. But also, like, I don't hate spending time with these people. Exactly. You know, it's that sweet spot. Also, I think it's hilarious that Jesse opens this segment by being like, don't worry, you didn't miss anything during that audio blackout. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> are you telling us that your show is bullshit? We don't need to see Including this it. segment. Great. Cool. Great. Yes. Thank you. Give so, us more filler. Yeah. Sean and Catherine come on stage and give their feedback on how Zach is doing. And I think this was mainly a segment actually for Sean to be like, it's not my fault about what happened with sex week. <laughs> Cause it's so obvious that it's sort of Sean's fault. <laughs> like he's like, it wasn't my game plan. I offered my opinion. Zach didn't have to d- follow it. He could just do whatever he wanted. I'm like, so Sean, you told him to do this. I am going to say that um, <laughs> per Instagram, it seems that Sean hadn't even really been watching the season because he did post a video of like Catherine explaining to him what happened. <laughs> Sean, you can't get paid this much money <laughs> to be part of this season and not even pay attention. My God. I, I don't blame him, you know. I, I blame badge, I blame Sean. him for telling Zach to do no sex week. You can't just like, you can't uh, try to apply your own specific model. Just like it's it's risky. Like this hasn't I blame been tested. The show. This hasn't been adequately t- experimented on. I think you have to be like a true evangelical born again virgin for this to work. <laughs> like I mean, you have to truly not want to <laughs> have sex. <laughs> yeah, I I. I don't know. It all I know is it worked for Sean. God bless him. Didn't work for Zach. And now he's here to be like, it wasn't me. I didn't touch that. Yeah, don't blame me, man. I'm just the guy who said it was an amazing idea. And uh he's like, but I am also the guy with three beautiful children. Yeah. So. Jesse keeps bringing up their three beautiful children. And Sean is like, Yes, we have the life we talked about on the show. We thank God every day for this beautiful life that the show gave us. Now time to get someone's heart blown into smithereens. Yeah, dun, brace dun, dun. yourselves. It's proposal day. It is proposal day. day. Back in Thailand, Gabby and Katie are getting ready. Gabby's proposal day look. Oh my God. Incredible. Incredible. She is wearing a buttery yellow Pruenza gown with it's a like, sleek It's chignon. like very yellow. It's like banana yellow. I, I loved it. I, I loved I'm not it. saying I don't love it. I'm just saying it's 
bright yellow. You're right. It is She's more neon than butter. She's one of the people who can pull that off. I really, I, I thought couldn't. she looked incredible. I thought she yeah. looked absolutely incredible. Katie is wearing a really beautiful white gown with sexy cutouts. I was like, it does feel like Katie is wearing a sexy bridal gown. And so this was wild to me. They normally make them sort of similar. Like if someone's going to wear white, the other person also kind of wears white or it's silver and gold or it's navy and red or something, you know, this didn't seem equal. It seemed like one of them was wearing a bridal option and one of them wasn't. And then yeah, the I person who got to proposed go to was in white. That I, was a tell Because I feel like me. normally I look to the dress and I'm like, is this a tell? But then they're too similar or compatible like to really. Tell. Yeah. But Gabby looked amazing. So I wasn't, I was not mad at it. Meanwhile, Zach is examining rings. Without Neil Lane, Neil was like, yeah, no thanks. I'm... Neil's like, I'm good. I, I went through I'm that done. weird few seasons where I was really enthusiastic about being on the show, and now I'm, like, kind of over it. So, Jesse helps him pick a ring from the Neil Lane options. Puts on a blue suit. He is about to propose to his best friend and also break someone's heart. I've caused pain. I've made mistakes. But standing here with this ring... I just hope it's all worth it. And I think it will be for him. For him, yes. They have Zach literally stand there holding the ring in his fingers, as you do before a proposal. I love thinking about all of the B-roll they have to get. It's just so (laughs) awkward to consider. The shot list is like 17 pages long. So let's get to our first (laughs) suburban exit. Which is unlike oh. any I have ever seen in the history of the show. I've never seen a, a, an exit get a laugh before, before a proposal. This was wild. Gabby's yellow dress, of course, emerges as the door opens. She puts the foot down in a very painful-looking stiletto sandal. And she's immediately like, oh, no, this is a really muddy spot. When it actually matters when Katie gets here, don't do that to her. And the live audience explodes with laughter. It was really funny. It was really funny. Also, I was like, holy fuck, she really does know. She really knows, and she's really sure about it. I've never seen anyone either do a little comedy routine at this moment in the show or openly admit that they, like, know it's not them in that way. And she says it to Jesse too. She's yeah. like, I just, I know what's going to happen. Her face I'm... looks completely set and miserable. And Gabby is someone who has been losing confidence, but she's always been able in these, in the right moments to pull it back together, especially when it's a time that she's been able to build herself up to. Right. She's been getting ready. She's been but at this armoring point, it's herself. Like, what's, what's the point? What's the point? She has nothing to gain by injecting more hope into this yeah. moment. I also couldn't help but wonder, we know that Gabby has at least seen the Game of Roses book, How to Win the Bachelor. It looks like relatively early in the day. I feel like if I were Gabby, I'd be like, I know how this goes. It is not I late enough that, in the day yeah. for me to be the winner. Yeah, this is this and is not just another little piece of information to put. Oh, on I the absolutely file. think. I think at this point, when you go on the show and you're in the final two, if you're a woman, you you look. If it's for, like one p.m. and you're like getting that. out of the yeah. limo, you're like, okay, so 
Yeah, you're like, we know they're going for sunset. Yeah, what? Did she come out at 10.15 to be dumped? No. Like, it's it's me who's getting dumped. So Jesse greets her with a hug, and she's like, yeah, I know what's about to happen. I Yeah, I do just love that some that the women are not playing along in all these moments. She's saying the thing, and it's so refreshing. Yeah. But she's like, you know... I have this gut feeling. If it was me, I think I would know. But it's worth putting myself out there because what if it is me? Like, that's why I'm here at all. Like, I could have just not shown up. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to I'm gonna go through this. Yeah. There's still a sliver of a chance. So I'm here. Yeah. Zach embraces her and it's like, you look beautiful. And of course, we know when the speech starts out. We know when he gives the first speech because he doesn't give her space to give a speech. Which normally yeah, good the point. contestant does first. Katie gives one first. I yeah, wonder I'm actually if, surprised. Yeah. I wonder what happened there. We don't see Gabby give a speech at all. He just dives in. And but she mentions later that she so, had to prepare one. Yeah, I wonder why they didn't let her give it first. Maybe this was his, like, small moment of mercy. He's like, this is the one yeah. thing I won't make you do. I'm just going to get into this. Yeah. Yeah. So he gives his little... Uh, declaration. He's like, we've been on quite a journey. We started as strangers and now we're falling in love. He mentions all the highlights of their time together. He says, all of our moments have been life-changing. There's so much I love and adore about you. Oof. Your humor, your smile, your intelligence, but really the unwavering confidence for us. Every time he says that, I just want to like kick him in the shit. It's not even accurate. (laughs) The thing I love about you most is that you're so sure about me. Yeah, it's not even accurate. It shows that she's like done a pretty good job of masking. I also don't think he always picks up on it that well. How she's really feeling. He says, knowing you and falling in love with you has made me a better man. But... There's a long pause and then the butt comes. And Gabby, no, it's you can just see it in her face. She's like, I've been waiting. Yep, yep, yep. And she closes her eyes and she says, I know. You you don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. And Zach still tries to say it. He, he tries like, to like Stop. continue with his prepared speech. She's like, No, I don't want to hear it. And he's like And then he keeps going again. He says, <laughs> you, you deserve, deserve a man to pick you first every day. She's crying. She's just like, please stop. Please stop. And he finally stops. She says, it's okay. I knew it was coming. I just don't really know why you didn't tell me when I directly asked you like a day ago. Yeah. And at this point, which is important, he says, I only made the decision fully the night before. And she's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And I was thinking, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt at this point, but before the end of the episode, he has, with words from his own mouth, given up that benefit of the doubt. So he is like, okay, well, there it is. She's like, I'll be okay. Katie's a really special person. She's really lucky. She hugs him. She says goodbye. He keeps like being like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's like, I don't need an apology. I don't want it. And I don't need it. He walks her out. He's like, I never want to forget the times we've had together. And she kind of shakes his hand off her back. And she's like, I don't need you to say that. And he's like, I want to. And it's like, Zach, she doesn't want you she to She doesn't say want this. you to. She needs space. 
Yeah. She says, this is heartbreaking. I don't want an apology. I don't want you to feel guilty. I knew what I was getting myself into. I thank you for all you've shown me truly. I do thank you for that. And Zach says, I know you don't want to hear this, but you do have part of my heart. I'll never forget you. And she says, I'll find love somewhere, somehow. This, I mean, this looks like it's aged Zach five years. He, like, his face is just crumpled. Yeah. He, I he think sees he's her just realizing, like, SUV. I didn't, I didn't handle this in a way that really did right by her. And, like, he wasn't set up to, but he also didn't make choices that yeah and at the best of times a breakup is very hard but then to put yourself in a position where she can also feel not just like heartbroken but like kind of of righteously aggrieved (laughs) and like what can you really do um yeah so he cries as she leaves and in the limo she immediately takes off her painful looking heels she has to like unlace them I would be the most pissed about having to wear those heels in the sand for this shit. And be like, next time I'm wearing sneakers. She's like, I don't really care to talk about it. I just want to fucking go home. So stupid. But then she talks about it, of course. They probably drive her around for like seven hours. (laughs) And she's like, that was fucking humiliating. I've been struggling along this entire time now for what? What really pisses me off is that I fucking knew. When your gut speaks, you should listen to it. I stuck around thinking maybe it's just all the things you fear. Maybe it's just all the things you hate about yourself. Maybe it's not your gut. No, your gut's always right. I put myself out there again and again, and I'm not good enough. If I were, I wouldn't be here. I'm so unlovable for whatever fucking reason. There's something wrong with me. Why am I so hard to love? Why am I always so misunderstood? I don't know when someone's going to choose me. I just want to go home. This broke my heart. Like she starts off really in that frustration and that anger. And then quickly, as so often it happens when we're kind of talking ourselves through a heartbreak, she turns it on herself. And she's like, there's something wrong with me. I'm unlovable. I'm not good enough. And it was just so, so sad. Even Adam was like, half listening from the kitchen and he's like oh no I, he he was like so attached to Gabby immediately he has not watched any of this season he was like I don't want her to feel she seems great why does she Aww. feel like that <laughs> some 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 nice guy is going to feel the same way she's gonna be okay she's she's 25 but it's horrible it's, it's just really, like a really yeah. painful it's really painful to watch someone yeah speak about themselves in that way and it's like that thing of of how we are all so cruel to ourselves but when you hear when you hear it yeah like from another person you're like that's awful I don't want you to say that about yourself yeah and there's something about being so young where you're tempted to be like you're like what do you like you're so young like you have so much time but if you're so young that like your whole the whole time in your life when you would have been in relationships has been spent in really harmful ones or alone, then, like, what other experience do you have? Like, that's going to really affect your self-perception inevitably. It feels like... She's been through shit. She's had relationships. She wants to find someone that's going to treat her right. And, like, those are all really relatable feelings, whether you're 15 or 25 or 35 or 55. Yeah, So we cut back to Gabby on stage in 
a, a quite a look for AFR. She's in a sleek pony and like oh. sparkly black shoulder pads. She looks like the Slay. evil hot stepmom in an eighties comedy. I was obsessed with this look. Like the I kind of mo- the so kind of stepmom that obsessed. now everyone's like she was an icon and we did not appreciate her. Also, what boob tape is being used? Because like the it breasts a, it's a look plunge. incredible. They are they are lifted. There's the perfect amount of cleave. I just I want this dress. She looks incredible. Her hair. I also need her to drop whatever products she's using to make her ponytail look that sleek. I know she was probably styled for this, but. I need the product. Yeah. I need the hair tutorial. I need the outfit. It's I was just, thinking it's as, we, so as I watched, I was like, Gabby is like such an Emma and Katie is more me. And like, I think that we could, we could really take them on as our, as our style guides if we wanted to. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is the season that really ended with an Emma and a Claire <laughs> at the, at the, <laughs> um, so she, has clearly been crying on stage reliving this and she says that it's worse watching back it just hurts because I had a little hope and I never thought that someone that said they were falling in love with me would make me go through that and she talks about how the last day just involves a lot of prep a lot of interviews preparing a speech like all of this like intensive work to to make the proposal day happen and in the back of her head was like Zach would never make me go through this if it was for nothing basically and she's like it was humiliating she also says that the breakup on the show is so hard because you know it's a forever goodbye and i thought that was was so interesting she's like it's not there's no door left open there's no we'll have another conversation. There's no, we'll run into each other. Yeah. They don't even have each other's phone numbers. Right. It's very final. And she said, even though I expected it, it didn't make experiencing that rejection any easier. It's interesting because people have skipped the proposal day before for their runner up. They've gone to them and dumped them before. But you have to think that the show really wants to disincentivize that or make it seem the impossible. The show does not. Because if that happened every that season, happen. then their format would just be gone. They're much more willing to let the women break that format in general than the male leads, is what I've noticed. Yeah. Um, with the men, they really like to convince them to take it all the way to proposal day. So we get yeah. that like exiting the suburban moment with the shoe and the dress. And it is this thing where you're like the, like if if this was just a normal relationship, you have to think that Zach would have just told her. Probably. I hope. Probably. I think so. Yeah. But because it's a show and because he is trying to be the best capital B bachelor like and do right by the show. Yeah. I think there are moments that it sort of like overrides his, his maybe like human impulses. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it is how the show is supposed to work. Yeah. And it's inhumane. Like it just, that's <laughs> just how it is. I, I don't know. I do think that there is a way that the show, you know, the women are the main characters. I saw like a, 
a TikTok about this the other day that I thought made a really good point, which is like, The Bachelor is never that interesting because he needs to be this sort of blank space for for women to women's desires to be projected onto and then the real the real characters are the women but then on the bachelorette like the bachelorette is the main character because the audience is women and so we want to see the women compete and then we want to see the woman kind of in control and at, at all points our focus is actually kind of on identifying with the woman and admiring the women and sympathizing with what they're going through and so I do think that like they kind of want The Bachelor to break a woman's heart on the proposal day because they that do. puts us all through that catharsis of, like, men suck, men break our hearts, men don't think about us. And they want to show us the compassionate woman that we relate to being like, oh, like, I'm not going to put you through this proposal day if if you're not going to be the one. Right. They know that that we, the audience, are women and that there is a satisfaction with experiencing a breakup by proxy where we don't have to fully go through those emotions, but we relate to them and we like see ourselves in that heartbreak and it makes extremely compelling television. And then at the center of that, you have two actual human beings who are sort of sacrificed in various ways at the altar of the show and at all of our, the altar of all of our emotional catharsis. And I think that that is what makes being a fan of this show so sticky. It's like in the long run, you know, people will say it's almost like the best position you can be in going coming off of a reality show is to be heartbroken. And in terms yeah. of your image, that is true. You also have to experience a lot of very public humiliation yeah. and a mind fuck to get there. Yeah. It's interesting <sighs> that like they do have men who go through that, like that people end up really latching onto and sympathizing with like Rodney mm-hmm. in a sort of perverse way, Greg. But like that is not usually the person who ends up being the next lead. Like, how many people really came away from Rachel's season being like, oh my God, Zach, like, I I just want him to find love. That's my takeaway. I feel like, yeah, they go a different direction. Anyway, back to Gabby. Jesse brings up the being chosen second thing. And she says, you know, it's funny, people talk about being top four, being top three, because it's a TV show. But, you know, I just want to be chosen first by my partner. Like, that's what everyone wants. And I didn't have that in my last relationship. I'm still healing from that. It happened again And now I'm healing from this. And And then it brings us kind of to the heart of this discussion. Jesse brings up fantasy suites and says, I just want to treat this with the utmost respect. I'm like, Jesse, you did just bring Sean on the stage to, like, talk about sex week. How did that handle sex week? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Jesse. So he he says, I'll just ask, how difficult was that week for you? And this, this is where I, like, really broke seeing Gabby answer this. Yeah. She says that she's human and, like, anyone in that environment would would be she was feeling all kinds of emotions she says everyone saw her sad moments there were also so many happy moments and important moments she shared with zach around mental health and like partnership she says he supported her she felt very connected with him and safe and in love 
And then she says, quote, we made a decision together because we were feeling in love. And that's something that for me was a part of me I'll never get back. And it's extremely violating that the entire nation knows everything. And that, that there is the key piece. Yeah. The entire nation knows everything. That is not something she was prepared to share. She's not ashamed that she had sex. She feels violated by this unilateral disclosure to millions of people. Yeah. And like that is the piece of this that's fucked up. Yeah. And I think that she's also kind of hinting at like, you know, Zach and I, like, we didn't see this, but we, like, Zach and I had lots of conversations about the importance of emotional safety and mental health and, like, struggles we had both had with that in past relationships. And we talked about supporting each other. And that led up to us feeling connected enough to, have this physical intimacy. And and all of that is very safe in this relationship. And then, yeah, that was, that was not what it seemed to be because that was violated in this huge way. And she also brings this up when, you know, Zach joins her on stage after this. And during this conversation, she brings it up again. I think part of her anger, which again, always kind of has to be left unsaid, is at the show and is at the way that the show presented her final moments with Zach as only centered around this act of physical intimacy and none of the depth of what that relationship actually was. And I would imagine that that contributed to the violation that she felt, you know, being turned into this, this like moment of drama and titillation. Yeah, there is an interesting way in which a lot of this conversation is about Zach, but a lot of it is also about the show. Right. Because Zach didn't, I as far as I can assume do this because he personally wanted to create a lot of drama for the show. But it's clear that she's like, that is the violating thing that happened. And Zach is not the only force at work there. It's the show. But Zach is the person that she has been given by the show to publicly sort of express her feelings of violation. And so they're all going there. And it also benefits the show for all of us to also identify Zach as, like, the only force behind that. Yeah. So she brings up how the moment that they both shared the intimacy was consensual. She says it was something they both wanted and that they decided would be between them. And she says, I remember I was brushing my teeth. You came up behind me. You kissed the back of my head. And you said, this is just between us. And I was like, yeah, Dude. just between us. And so when he came to her I hotel not- room and was like talking about it on camera, she was blindsided. It is really wild that that was explicitly discussed, which we did not know, of course, until well, this I point. think, And I think that she's been taking so much heat, understand, because again, we don't know what happened. All we know is that he had this publicly stated boundary. They edit in her saying some stuff like, we'll see how he feels after some time with me, you know, like making her seem like she's going to try to tempt him. And I do think she's gotten a lot of backlash for like pressuring him. Because we can't know that that didn't happen, right? Yeah. Um, It's always wrong to pressure someone to cross some sort of sexual boundary that they've laid out. And so she's almost here. I feel like she's trying to produce, like, from this undocumented time that they shared, uh, some sort of receipt. She's like, I remember the moment 
when we agreed that this was a a thing that we would keep to ourselves as like this private thing. Like that wasn't just my assumption. Like we talked about, we had a conversation. This wasn't me like pushing you past your boundaries. And then you were like, now I have to go talk to someone about it. We had an agreement. I remember the moment that we affirmed that. And she says, you know, I understand what you were trying to do. I understand that you were trying to be honest and think of everyone's feelings. But she says, I wish you had told me that you were going to tell everyone my name and what happened. Quote, I actually didn't know you had told everyone until I watched it last week. And so for me to see that, it was beyond a TV show for me. I feel ashamed from a moment that felt like love to me. Yeah, it was. She's like, when you came to my room, you were talking about it in this vague way. You were like, I don't want there to be a secret. I didn't know you were like going to like go to people and use my name in this very explicit way and kind of point the finger. And I can't imagine watching that episode and seeing how much of an emphasis that was and how explicitly she is paired with this throughout not expecting that that was how it was going to go. Right. I would imagine it's like the multiple sit-downs with Jesse. Yeah. That would be the part that would really ride my gears, to be honest. Um, And then she, this is when she says, yeah, at the rose ceremony, when you talked about your regrets, you were only talking to Katie because Ariel didn't know. And I didn't realize that at the time either. And... She says, I wish you had just sent me home and spared me all the pain. I'm reliving it even worse now. I thought it was just between us. I thought it was love. I thought it was more than a TV show. I get it. Sex sells. But now I've become a narrative and it's really painful. Mm. And yeah, the, this is the the thing is that Zach made a decision that he thought would protect him and, but you know, by extension, the women. And... Instead, it it did just really entangle the question of whether they do have sex with him into the narrative of the show in this way that allowed the show the to make that allowed the show to 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 exploit it for drama and turn it into this narrative, and that's not just on Zach, but he's not completely innocent in it either, right? He made decisions. He was incentivized to make those decisions, I believe. Um, And we shouldn't pretend that he made these decisions in a vacuum, but he still made the decisions. And this is the moment where I was like, she can't blame the show, but she's blaming. (laughs) She's kind of like pointing to what the show did. Yeah, she's talking about the narrative. She's talking about the TV show, but she can't. Yeah. Yeah. So Zach tells Gabby that he looks back and he's like, and he knows that the way he handled things was completely wrong. There's no excuse for it. I felt like I needed to let everybody know that I went against my word. In reality, it hurt you. And I mean, that is the thing is like, he, he gave his word to Ariel and to the public, right? Right. And so then you do see that Ariel naturally feels entitled to know that that's no longer the case. But <laughs> but he didn't even tell her. He didn't even tell her. Because yeah. the real, the people that he's actually being held accountable to is the audience. Right. And, and production. Like, and you so he feels like we're you set up a storyline. 
Yeah. Right. But, like, Gabby wasn't a part of that agreement. She she never signed off on the American public will check in on whether we're adhering to our sexual promises. And so when he's, like, he's put himself in a position where he can either focus on maintaining his integrity and being honest, or he can consider the the boundaries and privacy that Gabby is entitled to. So he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And with that, their time is up. And Gabby does not look mollified at all by the end of this. Her mouth is drawn into like a tight little knot. The way she's looking at Zach and Jesse when they speak is just like, Almost flinchy. She's just like she's barely holding it together. Who's gonna this hurt has clearly me now. been so triggering yeah. to her. Awful. And then they're running up against the time. So Jesse has to be like, oh, we're we gotta wrap this up. So glad we asked Sean and Catherine those extra four questions. Right. I'm like, this is so weird. You bring her out. She's clearly not okay. And then to rush her off stage, it just Yeah, the this whole is the other thing, thing that I so hate. Icky about the the chopped back and forth is that I think that they enjoy the immediacy of the emotion of having someone talk about being dumped right after they watched it for the first time. But Gabby was so flustered by it that I don't think that she was even really ready to have that conversation with, with Zach. And if she had had the length of the episode to kind of brace herself, maybe she would have been in a slightly better place. And instead she's just like, I have to get it all out now. And like, I'm just really coming to grips with how I feel in this very moment. It's too much. It's too raw. And also as an audience, we're then put in a position where really this conversation with Gabby was the emotional peak, the breakup and this conversation was the emotional peak of the show. And then they're like, okay, time to get excited for a proposal. Like, yeah. we're not in a headspace to enjoy a proposal. Well, we don't so want I found to myself... be happy anymore. Let's be honest. <laughs> we need more. I just found myself being like, feeling so icky. Yeah. We cut back to this proposal and I'm like, I don't Yeah, because normally by the proposal, like you've just seen the breakup, but you can be like, well, this is how the show works. And like someone's sad and then they rec- they, they become okay. Like, it's fine. And you can kind of go into the proposal in that headspace. And instead, you're just like, well, he shattered her and she's still not okay. Months later, I hope he finds love. (laughs) So back on the Thai beach, uh, Zach is finally ready to give his heart to that one special person he can't live without. He's finally found his best friend and it's one hell of a feeling. So here she is, our girl Katie in her white dress. Nervous also, but yes, she seems more confident and excited than Gabby. She's in the usual headspace of a finalist, which is like, you really know it could go sideways, but she's... You're maintaining that hope. She's maintaining a strong a strong headwind of hope. So, like Gabby, she navigates a path to the platform made of rugs spaced out on the sand so that they still have to step on the sand in heels every few steps. Who designed this staging? It's not really someone not who's ever worn safe. heels. No. Zach and Katie uh, embrace. He looks so excited to see her. And he does let Katie give her speech. She says, I I didn't think it could be me that I could experience a big love, a love you only read in books, that you only see in movies. The truth is, I've never known what true love is. I've never experienced what unconditional love is. Except for her, like, mom, I I guess, which... 
from a romantic partner, I assume. She no, uncondi- well, romantic love is never unconditional, though. This is such a misnomer. Also so true. So true. So true. I've, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've built my walls up so high I couldn't see past them. And then you stepped into my life. With every step with you, my walls came cr- crumbling down. With every kiss, with every laugh, and with every hello, hello. I'm so <laughs> in love with joke. you. I'm so crazy about you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And honestly, if it's not you, it's not anyone. Oh, God. I'm so glad it was her. (laughs) (laughs) Zach says, everything with you has been so special. When you told me you loved me, I truly didn't think I could feel anything better than that. He tells her he's been following his heart, even when it's been tugged in two directions. I've been faced with an impossible decision and it's been very hard and I can no longer say that I'm falling in love with you. There is an extremely long pause here where he turns to gaze out to see and Katie's expression here is fascinating to me because she looks a little more downcast, but it's almost like I can see her twitch a smile. Like, does she know what's I, happening you here? Know, if it's if the speech starts out too happy it's actually a bad sign right i'm like i feel like these women know too much now where she's like oh he's doing a long dramatic pause after he said something that doesn't sound good so he's about so to be it's like, gonna actually be because good. Like, i know. am in love with you <laughs> which is what he does say yeah. katie lane i am so in love with you you are my woman i love you so much you are the face i want to wake up to every morning i want to go through life with you and only you katie i want to be with you forever he tears up He's like, my heart's beating through my chest. His leg is shaking, but he wants to spend his life with her. She pulls him in for a kiss. You he are says the magic friend, words. You are my best friend. Finally, finally, ah! after all of this human wreckage, this man has found a best friend. I'm so glad for him. This is like Zach's, it. truly Zach's version of the final rose. It's like, we still have to do the final rose, but, but like, that's really what we've been friend. waiting for this whole time. He whips out the ring. He bends his knee. He asks her to marry him. They make out. He gives her the final rose. And afterwards, they're just so giggly and emotional. They hop into a boat to sail off into the sunset together, which is, I guess, their version of the elephant at the end of Sean and Catherine's season that they rode off on together. They truly are just, like, doing the same format. Like, they don't always end off with a ride into the sunset. And they're like, we're engaged. We knew it. Zach was destined to marry the woman that he could and should have met on Hinge or Love yeah. is Blind Austin. It's, it's <laughs> It just makes so much sense. Yeah. This I mean, all could have been a Hinge date. It could have been a Hinge date, but I but will say it. that given that they already live in the same place, they have already leaps and bounds ahead of so many couples who come yeah. off of the show. That is That is the thing. So Katie comes out to join Zach on stage with Jesse. Like Gabby, she is in sparkly black. I really think they coordinated their outfits with the stylist. Yes. Oh, yeah. Gabby they were and Ariel's dresses both have like a trailing scarf element to them. Gabby is like, it's on her skirt. And Katie and Gabby are wearing the same like color scheme. Yeah, but Katie is in the like more demure version. Like she's a wifey. Her tits cannot be out. <laughs> she's not in the revenge. No, look. it's so true. Gabby's in it's... the like evil stepmom, like other woman outfit, and Katie's in the wifey one. Which I preferred. This one was like I, it was fine. I don't know. It was I, I don't I don't think it was her. It was fine. It was like I a high necked mini. I like this look be- uh, less. I'll say. I also think it just suits 
it suits Gabby more, like with Gabby's coloring and and like facial structure, like a really yeah. severe black and sparkle, like structural look is amazing for her. And Katie has a softer look. And I was like, did they yeah, plan this just, all it, around it Gabby? Didn't, it didn't quite, yeah, it like didn't quite work for her. <laughs> she deserves it. Gabby deserves it. Katie always looks amazing too. <laughs> and she and Zach Hogg, he, sit, they sit down together. Jesse has her show off her ring. It is huge as always it's like a lot of pop it's like a robin's egg <laughs> and she's like you did a good job babe he's like thanks babe it's like no don't <laughs> they're becoming babe oh people. no it's babe time ah. they're babe people <sighs> sorry katie i can't like you anymore um <laughs> she's like we've just been counting that down the days to be able to go public zach is like obsessed with being able to go to coffee shops with her it's like all he talks about he's like finally we can go to coffee shops and i'm like yeah i guess and that is what you do restaurant. in austin <laughs> <laughs> it's like brooklyn it's like we just go to coffee shops and restaurants it's our life it's our lifestyle and at this point jesse asks zach when he knew this was the woman he wanted to spend his life with and zach does not realize <laughs> that he's in danger and he says something that sounds pretty honest, which is a mistake because it directly He's like, when I saw her at the last chance date. Of course, that's when and I they knew. Had the first last chance date. So unless they like switched the order on us. But even so, it's not the night before, right? <laughs> also, because he then goes out of his way to be like. I knew when I saw her at the last chance date and I thought, it's you, it's always been you. And, you know, because of the show, I had just had to wait it out a little bit for a few days. And I'm like, you just keep talking he's, and making it more clear that you <laughs> lied to Gabby's face. He's saying the quiet part out loud. It's like, yes, we do know that the lead often has to do this, but you did say that's not what you did. And I kept being like about to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, maybe he did decide the night before. And then he's like, no, no. I did not decide the night before. I decided they the minute I saw Katie on our before. date. And then I'm like, well, maybe her date was actually the second one and it was the day before. And then he's like, it was several days before, just to make sure that you know. I was definitely lying to Gabby. <sighs> oh, what a goober. So Jesse asks how the fantasy suite drama has impacted their relationship. And Katie says it was a tough episode to watch back. But they have amazing communication and loyalty to each other. And they came out stronger. And he asks what's next for them. They're moving in together in Austin this summer. Their families have been so excited, so supportive. They're thinking of a 2025 wedding and children eventually. So the the full Sean and Catherine package, marriage, Texas, children. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Honestly, I could I could see them going the distance. I could too. I think again, I think they have a better shot than most, just in the sense that they live in the same place. No one has to completely give up their lives. They both seem ready for a real commitment. They seem well matched in their energies. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be taking a lot of heat. And I do always worry, especially just because we did talk to Clayton recently, that the woman often ends up taking a lot of harassment and hate on behalf of her male partner's decisions. And I... Yeah. I would not be surprised if they both take a lot of heat for what happened with Zach. Yeah, I think they will. I hope not. Um, I, I hope... I hope that, like, we can minimize the the human wreckage here. It 
yeah our our hearts and our sympathies are very much with kate with gabby especially and ariel but i don't think there's any reason to like ensure that zach and katie are also miserable <laughs> and has some sort of sick right. we don't need to destroy more people like obviously no yeah. one has an obligation to follow along with zach's no. life or be like over the moon happy for him you can but just i also think we don't we don't need to inflict pain on more yeah. people you can always disinvest. And you know what? He yeah. already has not been getting as many followers as most leads. So, like, let that do the talking. Let them live. No one in this final bunch has hit 200K yeah. Instagram. I will so. say I am often wrong about who's going to make it. I also am often just really hopeful because I want people to be, be happy. happy. And I think that's a good quality and, of yours. And I don't want to be the Claire. person who's like, they're going to break up about a couple that's like happy and wants things to work because why publicly shit talk them? I genuinely feel like Zach and Katie are just the same kind of just like regular and like in that they're very, they make a ton of sense to me. Like she is the kind of person that I, I could see if he got engaged with someone on the show and it didn't work out that you would find out five years later he was getting married to. You know what I mean? Yes. So I like really wouldn't be surprised if they work things out. And I know The Bachelor would be thrilled if they had another success story. I'm always rooting for people to just be happy. So I guess we will we will see and um just don't yeah. harass people. Everyone and just don't do this it. This is something that might protect Katie. We'll see. But Katie is like, I'm super close with Ariel and Gabby. That's also clear from their social media posting. The three of them are super close. And I'm sure they do not want Katie to be harassed. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you know, we really trauma bonded going through that together. And she's like, all the women are amazing and so excited for charity season. Speaking of which, we get an exclusive sneak peek of charity's first night, which for some reason is filmed at like a weird camera angle, like right next to them on the driveway. I was like, are we at the mansion? I'm like, what shots were they taking they here? Can't Clearly give us they like, a good camera together. angle. <laughs> no, but she's in a gorgeous dress, like rose pink sequins. I liked yeah. this color on her. It was it's it was beautiful. different. Yeah, it, and she looks radiant. And Jesse is telling her the man you are about to meet is someone you already know. You have history together. Charity's like, oh no, what terrible ex boyfriend is about to walk out? I of was like, her grandfather car. or something was my assumption. yeah. I was like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a family member. And I should have known. It is her brother. It's her brother Nehemiah. Nehemiah. I was like, yes, Charity's hot brother. He's back already. I love. They him. knew. They knew that the people wanted more Nehemiah. Yeah. <laughs> He's here to be on the lookout because men can be dogs. So he starts putting on an elaborate disguise like a mustache and a wig and a hat. He's like, I'm here to suss out which guys are here for the wrong reasons. I'm like, I'm I feel to like the other men are just going to be like... brother. <laughs> so they're doing a bit, obviously. They're doing a bit. <laughs> a little comedy bit. I have to say, I don't think they need a disguise because men do not do their homework for this show. Like, they think they're going to recognize her brother. They Absolutely Most of them show not. up having barely seen passing bits of the show as they walk through a room where their sister is watching The Bachelor. <laughs> They're more going to notice, like, why is this guy wearing a fake mustache? Yeah, that why, seems weird. <laughs> why would this guy who seems to be wearing a fake mustache and hair be cast on The Bachelor? <laughs> Doesn't seem like the type. Yeah. 
I was a little bit annoyed because I wanted to actually see a sneak peek of her meeting the guys. And they did this little comedy routine instead. But they were never going to give us anything real. Also, well, they do, like, they routinely show them meeting five actual contestants. So I was like, why not show us? But, you know. Also, what do you think about the fact that they're explicitly bringing in a brother to be protective big brother on night one? Well, as we discussed during our hometowns episode, they do love the protective older brother trope. And they are leaning hard on that now that I guess they've let go of the overprotective father thing a little bit. (laughs) So I'm always a little bit suspect. I guess I'm reserving judgment until I see how it plays out. But they did used to do this thing in early seasons where they would like bring in a friend or a family member to like embed in the house and keep an eye on people. And so I'm not opposed to that gambit. I think it could be fun. I think it's as is always with this show, it's all in the delivery. Yeah, I I agree. I I assume they're just trying to get Nehemiah back on screen, but I'm hoping they don't lean too hard on the like charity needs a man to protect her because yeah. I think she can figure it out. And that brings us to the end of the show. That is the only preview we see of charity season. <sighs> Zach we are and exhausted. Katie. Godspeed, enjoy your coffee shop jaunts in Austin. And I can't wait to see how the show makes things up to Gabby and Ariel since they didn't make them Bachelorette. I know. Give these women something. I saw Jason Tardick was like, maybe we could just not have a Bachelor season for a while and yeah. just do multiple Bachelorette seasons. I'm Give gonna say them Jason. each a season. You're I don't right. always agree You're with right. Jason Tardick, but when he's right, he's right. When he's right, he's right. He's like, the men can't handle themselves. And I have to agree. And we all, that's the thing. We are always desperate to see whatever bachelorette they pick. And then whenever they pick a bachelor, we're like, I guess, Uh, man. I don't know. I know. (laughs) Again, Adam was watching being like, wait, she doesn't even get to be bachelorette. I was like, I know. It's an embarrassment of riches. Um, Yeah, too many And I do think that part of the reason they didn't make Gabby bachelorette is that I think it was a few folds. Um, I think Charity was just, like, an obvious and great choice. Also, they didn't want to spoil the season, and they had to start filming. And also, I think, like, Gabby isn't healed. And so to to kind of push the narrative that she's, like, immediately ready to find someone else would just feel really disingenuous. Yeah. I actually am... I wonder if they wanted it to be Gabby, and it was just clear that she wasn't ready because the the show's not even going to start airing until late June. I think they would have had time to film it. They could have held production. They don't think they needed to start production. They started earlier than usual and the show isn't even airing until late June. But um, I'm really excited for Charity's season and I also would love to see back-to-back Bachelorette seasons so all my faves could get in there. (laughs) Or at least I mean at absolute minimum, I'm expecting first sand in Game of Roses parlance for for our girls. Oh, yeah. They're going to clean up on Paradise if they choose to subject themselves to that. <laughs> and that brings us to our final love to see it, hate to see it of the season. Let's start with love to see it. First, we love to see Ariel calling her arrangement with Zach an open relationship that she consented to be in and that she deserved to know the parameters of. Love it. Love it. 
We talked about why during the episode, but I just love to hear this named. I support it. Also, side note, loved her dress. Another so one of Ariel's outfits that I would like to wear. We also love to see Zach affirming to Gabby that he does not regret what he did with her, that she did nothing wrong, that she shouldn't feel shame. I really hope that both of them ultimately are able to feel at peace with what happened between them and to be left without any shame or or pain around what happened. Because if it's true what they're both saying, they both made that choice out of their desire and their own free choice. And that's something that should not be a source of pain and shame. And so we were glad to see Zach trying to to ease Gabby's fears and, and pain around that. Absolutely. We also love to see Gabby admonishing production for pulling up into a muddy spot <laughs> for the final final proposal day. And this darkly comic and thoughtful and heartbreaking moment all at once. When Katie arrives, don't do that to her. She's just a really good friend. Yeah, she's she's doing the self-deprecating routine. She's also just like looking out for her girl. She's doing it all in just a, a few brief sentences. We love it. We also love to see Gabby being really honest about what happened with with Zach realizing early on that week that it wasn't going to be her and that he was kind of making it apparent to her and that she she ignored it and accepted him saying that he wasn't sure yet she's like you have known And I knew that you knew, and I should have listened to my gut. And I love when contestants are able to just be like, this is all lies. (laughs) Like you said, on a Yeah, this structure is bullshit and unnatural and inhuman. And I'm a human. I I know what's going on. I can tell when I'm being pulled away from. I can tell when the nonverbal cues and, and the words are not matching up. And... The agreement of the show is that we all pretend that that's not the case. And she's like, fuck that. I know what's going on. We also love to see, of course, Gabby's revenge look. Iconic. Perfect. A slay. Obsessed. Drop the link. We also actually do love to see a seemingly happy couple at the end for the first time in years of The Bachelor. I mean... Even the couples that have ended up, I mean, Matt and Rachel are still together, but their AFR was one of the most miserable. And so how long has it been since we've had a couple sit up there happily together in this uncomplicated way after a proposal at the proposal location that was successful? I can't even... (laughs) We're going to have to pull the data on that. Exactly. And I do think we needed a bit of a reset. And uh, though they may have strained a few muscles trying to make that reset happen, I did love to see the show end kind of the way that it's supposed to end, just for a little change. (laughs) We deserve that. And now it's time for Hate to See It. We hate to see Jesse just overtly reminding us all that this show has been like an overt failure and a total shit show he's like 
hasn't been an engagement since Pilot Pete. Remember that, everyone. And that was not a very successful (laughs) engagement. It was a terrible engagement that had already ended by the time. He had already pursued like two other women from the show by the time that the finale aired. What a mess. This this franchise is in disarray. We also really hated to see a complete loss of audio for the first part of Gabby's last chance date. Like get it together, ABC. Get it come together. On. I want to know what little what little chatter they're having about horseback riding as the date begins. Also hate to see Jesse trotting Sean out to discuss Zach's sexual decisions and like for all of our entertainment and then subsequently telling Gabby that he has nothing but the utmost respect for her privacy and her experiences. I mean, I guess that just extends as far as what he is comfortable directly asking her to her face. And like, while yes, it's important to be extra respectful in that moment, she can see all the other stuff too. And so can everyone else. I think that the ship sailed a long time ago on this franchise, treating her privacy with the utmost respect. We definitely hated to see Gabby being left feeling unlovable, like something's wrong with her, that she's not good enough. I think we all wanted to give her a big hug. And it just sucks to see all of these different elements, both of just the show's usual structure and also the specifics of how this this actual season has played out, just conspired to pick apart her insecurities in the most surgical way possible. We also hate to see Zach's desire to be a, like, capital G good bachelor overriding his humanity in certain moments. He could have just told Gabby she wasn't the one. He could have just respected their shared privacy. He was incentivized by the show not to do those things. But I think that the show's structure overrode his, like, human instincts and... We hate to see it. Yeah. Uh, On that note, we hate to see the pain that Zach's disclosure of their private sexual decisions on national TV caused Gabby. And also, like, the pain that it all caused Ariel to find out later that they both had to kind of cope with alone. And I do also want to put a big element of this on the show, which clearly saw that this was a narrative that they could capitalize on and that they were heavily producing to turn into exactly the shit show that it turned into. And it caused a lot of pain to these two women. Yeah, and that leads us into our final hate to see it, which is the show's overall continued prizing of emotional trauma over a satisfying love story. We hate to see it. We hate to see the human wreckage that this show, like, overtly causes each and every season. And it feels like they simply cannot detach from that, probably in part because, as the audience, we are compelled by that. But also, that is a choice that the show is making. And it is a depressing one. I think it's becoming their specific brand. There's like, there's so many dating shows you can watch where it's silly and fun and there's betrayal and drama. But yeah, you're like, how many are you left feeling like you need to go to therapy? (laughs) Because it's opening so many wounds. Just The Bachelor. Um, 
So let's talk about our personality rating out of 10 Verzakis. This is Zach's final shot at a 10. He didn't make it. We know that a lot of you thought that it was Burzaki with a B. I want to say we also thought that's what it was until we met him and he pronounced it with a V and then we realized that it was a play on Versace. Yeah, why would anyone ever realize that because they're pronounced so differently? The fashion brand is not called Versace, you know? It's, n- it's not that close. Vers- Versace. <laughs> Um, listen, he was young, and yeah, these things aren't always very know. well considered. It was low for me. Low. Maybe Which we five. predicted. In fairness, he did lose some potential points during that horseback riding portion of the date where we couldn't hear any of their banter. There was very little space for humor. It was just a lot of sticking to the process, emotional hemming and hawing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a five is generous. I feel like the most personality we see from him is when he's, like, proposing to Katie. And so you can just feel the genuine excitement that it just feels very, um, very real compared to a lot of his, a lot of his speaking time during this episode, which is, like, sticking to the script. Like, I came in prepared to eat crow. I came in prepared to say X, Y, and Z about my process. We only get a couple of those glimpses. Honestly, to me, it was like a three. I'm sorry, Zach. I got to know you a lot better this season, but this wasn't a prime example of this it. Was, no, I, yeah, maybe I'm probably at like a four, a four, 4.5, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Hey, it's a not, not a strong finish, but also I'm going to say we didn't think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> and on that and- note, that's the end of Zach's journey. Sorry. <laughs> we made it. We made, it, we made it. We did it. We truly just wish everyone healing and happiness. <laughs> we just need to come and up with need. like a prepared, a prepared script for the end of every season. That's like, congratulations and wishing everyone continued healing from this experience. <laughs> Including us. We need to go to therapy and take a shower. And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a review. And of course, spread the word to all of your friends about our show. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clarinemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and on Instagram at clarinemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at clarinemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma D. Rose. We will be back next week with post-finale news and gossip. Stitcher. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. 
Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lift or Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.